السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. الحمد لله رب العالمين. الصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد عليه الصلاة والسلام والتسليم. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد في الأولين وفي الآخرين. صل على سيدنا محمد في الملء الأعلى إلى يوم الدين. اللهم آمين يا رب العالمين. اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب واستر لنا العيوب إنك أنت علام الغيوب. اللهم اهدنا واهدنا واجعلنا هداة المهتدين. اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك. اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا إلى طاعتك. اللهم احشرنا مع النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقا اللهم آمين يا رب. First of all, I wanted to thank everyone for the warm welcome. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the community and put the barakah in the community, the families of the community. The children of the community, the youth of the community. MashaAllah, you're doing a great job and great efforts and work. May Allah subhanahu wa bless you all and continue to bless you with more, inshaAllah. The most important thing, as we always say, is consistency. We have to be consistent. So make sure that you apply this sunnah and the command from Allah subhanahu wa that you need to be consistent. Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ be steadfast and be consistent. As Allah subhanahu commanded you to be consistent and to be steadfast. So we ask Allah subhanahu to give us istiqamah, steadfastness. And we ask Allah subhanahu to bring our hearts together. And we ask Allah subhanahu to accept everything we say, everything we do, and every step we take to get closer to Allah subhanahu because that is the most important thing. That's number one priority. When it comes to the life of a Muslim, your intention. Your what? Your intention. What is it that you're doing? Why? Why are you coming to the masjid today? Why are you listening to the halaqa now or to the lecture now? Why? The intention has to come first. It's to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do this to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ We are commanded to do what? To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. We do everything for the sake of Allah. قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let's say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we hear the name of the Prophet we respond right away. Say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, استجيبوا لله وللرسول إذا دعاكم. Respond to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the call of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when they call you upon that which gives you, it gives you life. What is the thing that gives you the life? What is it? What is the thing that gives you life? What is life? Hidayah, guidance. Uh, what else? What do you think about the word life? When I say life, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Can anyone share with me? What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Life, rizq, what else? Breathing, what else? What else, life? Zakat, what else? The word the life Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, give the example of a person who was dead. A person who was dead. Then we give him life. We give him what? Life. But what is what kind of life? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in this ayah is not talking about the physical life. The life that we live in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the life of the religion. The life of what? Guidance, as he said, mashallah. So the life of guidance. If you're guided to the straight path, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all your ba'ameen. If you're guided to the straight path, you are alive. You are living. And if you're not, you're not living. You're dead. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
forgive our sins and protect us all, Ya Rabbi. If you're practicing your religion, you're closer to Allah, you're living and you're enjoying your life. And you will enjoy the hereafter as well. Allah says, Beautiful. The abrar, the righteous people, they will be in blessings. But if you notice here in Surah Al-Fatar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the righteous people, they will have blessings and they will live a happy life. Allah did not say, is it here in the dunya or in the akhirah? He said what? They are in blessings. They will see blessings. And then when he spoke about the wicked people, the bad people, evil people, he said, and the wicked people will be in Jaheem. May Allah protect us from Jaheem. What is Jaheem? The hell. May Allah protect us, Ya Rabbi And then he says, Allah says, The hell, they will, they will see it on the day of judgment. It's not in the dunya. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes in the dunya. But for the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will be in blessings in the dunya and in the hereafter. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are living. Allahumma amin ya Rabbi. And then he says, وَجَعَلْنَا لَهُ نُورًا يَمْشِي بِهِ فِي النَّاسِ Give the example of a person that we give him life after he was dead. Not just that, and we give him also light. We give him what? Light. Light to see. To see the blessings of Allah. To see the creation of Allah. To see the miracles of Allah. About what are they questioning? You are talking about what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wondering here, he is like, talking about the disbelievers. Say like, they are asking about what? They are questioning about what? This is a great thing. They are themselves, they are different when it comes to this. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them, Didn't we level the earth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the disbelievers, anyone who is away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anyone who does not believe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, didn't we level the earth for you so you may Remember, you may reflect upon that. Now think about it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only leveled the earth for us, no water, no mountains, no sun, no moon, nothing, how would we live on the face of this earth? And just give it a moment, like two seconds, three seconds. Think about it. How would we live on the face of this earth if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only gave us the earth and leveled the earth for us? How would we drink the water? How would we plant without the sun? Allah says, We anchor the earth with mountains. Because if the earth is just level without anchors, you know, it's not going to be stable. Right? Who knew that the earth? needed the mountains to be anchored. Who knew that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After that, he speaks about the creation, give you the night time to rest, give you the daytime to, to work for living. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking you a question now. Oh, oh, oh Muhammad tell them what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your entire time your entire life just night time think about it who's gonna give you a daytime life so you may work you may make living you may go out who's gonna do that other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there any God with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what if the opposite? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just gives you daytime. That's it. You don't have nighttime. How would you rest? How would you sleep to prepare for the next? Who knew that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then once I hear this and I learn this, I should say, La ilaha illallah. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now we are here. We have a small program, inshallah, that I prepared for you. Before the month of Ramadan, hopefully, inshallah, we finish it. We need to connect ourselves to Allah. We need to do what? Connect ourselves to Allah. What does it mean to be disconnected from Allah? What does it mean? 
It means your dua will not be accepted. That's dangerous. Right? It means your salah, your prayers, will not be accepted. You might pray, and you pray tarawih, entire tarawih, mashallah, when you rakas. And then you pray when you go at home, and when you pray the five daily prayers, your sunnah, and everything, but you're not connecting. How many of us, how many of us are those who feel that they feel the entire prayer and they are benefiting from the entire prayer and they are feeling that they are standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning of the prayer till the end of the prayer? It's just a question for you to answer yourself. Don't have to give me the answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Mu'minun, Qad aflahad, we all know Christ, alhamdulillah. Qad aflahad, Al-Mu'minun. What is the next ayah? The successful believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about them here. Allah says, when they pray, they connect. They have khushu'ah. I want you to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can you connect? The psychologists, they talk about connection in general. They say, you know what? You to, for you to connect with anyone, you need to pay attention. You need to do what? Pay attention. Like we're giving khutbah right now, or a lecture right now. You need to benefit, if you want to benefit from the khutbah, from the lecture, all what you need to do is do, do what? Pay attention. And Allah subhanahu wa tells us in the Quran about that. We don't need psychologists to tell us that. Allah says, When the Quran is recited, you need to listen attentively. There's a difference between listening and Hearing, right? Hearing, you just hear some something in the background. You don't want to listen to it. You just go to the mall, some music playing. You hear, you don't want to listen to it, right? That's hearing. But sama'a, istima'a, that's sama'a. There is istima'a, which is listening. Something that you want to listen to, and you pay attention. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, you want to benefit from the Quran? Pay attention. Like now, you want to benefit from this? Pay attention. Like when we talk about the khutbah on Friday, you want to benefit from the khutbah? Pay attention. Leave everything that would distract you. And pay attention. You pay attention when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us when the Quran, Quran of Astamu'a, respond to the call of Allah, say good words, and connect yourselves to Allah. How many of us are those who feel the prayer? We need to tackle this problem and talk about it so we might change ourselves before Ramadan so we enjoy our taraweeh. You don't feel that, you know, it's too much, like, when the rakahs, I can't do that. I can't stand the entire prayer, like, I have to go somewhere. It's beautiful if you feel it, if you enjoy it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The prayer is hard. Let's agree on that. Prayer is hard. It needs an effort. It needs what? You wake up in the morning for Fajr, you come. You leave your family and come and pray. Five times a day, three times a day, whatever you can afford. May Allah make it easy for each and everyone wants to pray. Five times every day, inshallah. You make an effort. But I also want you to connect. You don't just come, it's a daily chore. Like you pray, five daily prayers, but you don't feel it. You say, I've been praying for 30 years, 40 years, 10 years, 15 years. But I don't feel it. I want to enjoy it. One of our righteous predecessors, he said, I strove to pray the night prayer for how many years? 20 years. For how many? 20 years. And then he said, And I enjoyed it for 10 years. Which means for 20 years. He's been trying to get that khushua. To get what? That khushua. Concentration. You want to enjoy praying. He doesn't just want to pray just for the sake of prayer. He just want to enjoy it. You want to connect himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we're looking for right now. Khushua in the prayer. In everything we do, everything we say. Why am I doing this? It is for Allah. 
Why am I praying? It is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to be, need to be of those who are living the spiritual life, not the material life. You can be happy when it comes to the material life, but you, you know what? You will never be happier, happier until you're closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Until you connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we shall give you a happy life if you're close to Allah. So al-khushu'ah. This is because this is one of the most important things that we do in Ramadan and every day. This is number one thing that you will be held accountable for on the day of judgment. We need to fix this. In the awal ma yuhasab alayhi al-abdu yawm al-qiyamati, salah. The first thing you will be held accountable is what? Salah. First thing that you will be held accountable for. If it's good, everything else will be good. So what is khushu'at? Now share with me, what is khushu'at? What do you think of Khushu? Go ahead. Very good. Staying focused during the prayer. What else? What else? What is what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I when I say Khushu? Okay. Being conscious. Being conscious, that's very important. What else? What is Khushu? What do you do? Share with me. Intentions, that's very important before the prayer. What else? What's khushu'ah? What makes you khashah? So don't you feel that you need to be khashah in the prayer? So the word khushu'ah itself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. Allah says, وَخَشَعَتِ الْأَصْوَاتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ فَلَا تَسْمَعُ إِلَّا هَمْسَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the day of judgment, you won't hear voices or anybody's voice because everybody will be khasha which means still and stationary still and stationary so when you get to the prayer you're in the month of ramadan now you're praying taraweeh the first thing you need to do after of course after the wudu and the intention everything you have to be still and stationary and you remember how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prayed, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how the Sahaba prayed and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prayed. You see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was praying during the night. And his wife, we all know this, she told him what? Didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive your sins? He said, shall I not be a grateful abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I need to be a grateful abd. I need to learn that to be a grateful abd. In this blessed times, of the year, Allah subhanahu wa have some days that He preferred over others. You have nafahat, you have blessed days. Take advantage of these days. Enjoy these days. Enjoy worshiping Allah. Enter the Jannah of the dunya. That's what I want to tell you tonight. If you just take, don't take anything except this from the entire lecture to tonight, that's enough. Enter the Jannah of the dunya. Let's say that again. Enter the jannah of the dunya. How can I enter the jannah of the dunya? The Qayyim Rahimahullah is like, whoever does not enter the jannah of the dunya, he will not enter the jannah of the akhirah. Let's remember this. Whoever does not enter the jannah of the dunya, he will not enter the jannah of the akhirah. What jannah is this? What is the jannah of the dunya? He said, Ta'atullah. Obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have a goal. You have a purpose. You're here for with torch Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You as a Muslim, you as a Muslim should be proud of yourself. You have a goal. A Muslim should never get depressed. Why? Because he's he, he puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why wouldn't we put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the thing that saved Ibrahim alayhis We say, Allah, we rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is sufficient for us. Isn't Allah subhanahu wa enough for you? Allah says in the Quran, isn't Allah subhanahu wa enough for you? Like how, how can they scare you with other people if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on your side? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you, what else would you want? أَنْتُمُ الْفُقَرَاءُ إِلَى اللَّهِ So now, 
I need to connect myself to Allah subhanahu We said number one, pay attention. You ask questions. They say, psychologists, they say what? Ask questions. And we read in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa says, right after the ayat of the Siyah, they say what? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ When my servants, when any of my slaves ask it about me, I am near. I am close. I am very close to them. And what is remarkable here, these ayat came right after talking about what? Siyam. شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أَنزَلَكُمْ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ وَكُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ And Allah subhanahu and if any of my servants asking about me, needed anything, I am there. Who is saying that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What else would you want? وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ And your Lord said, ask. Ask questions. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَلْ مِنْ مُسْتَغْفِرٍ فَأَغْفِرَ لَهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every night, the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits for you every night. I said, is there anyone who asked for forgiveness so I forgive him? Is there anyone who asked for anything so I may give him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every night. He says that subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to understand that. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. We need to love him back and connect ourselves to him. So they said, you need to ask questions for you to be connected. We need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what kind of questions here? This is the dua. Is what? Before the month of Ramadan, I want each and everyone to write a dua list. Write what? A dua list. Write whatever you want. Oh Allah bless me. Oh Allah bless my family. Oh Allah protect my family. Protect my parents. Oh Allah have mercy on my parents when they did. Oh Allah, give me this. You have a dua list. And you know what? Enjoy this. How can you enjoy this? You have the certainty, yaqeen that Allah will answer your dua. Allah will give you whatever is good for you. And even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give you what you ask for, you have to know that this is not good for you. You might ask, oh Allah, give me this house, for example. For example. Oh Allah, give me this beautiful house. I wish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for me. But if you get this house, you'll be arrogant. Right? If you get this house, you will think yourself, oh, you got it, that's it. Something will penetrate your heart. Will penetrate your heart. Allah subhanahu protects you and He does not give you this house. You might get like, oh, why? Why is not happening to me? But you know what? You don't know what's good and what's bad for you. Remember in Surah Al-Kafir, it happened with, from, with Musa and Al-Khadr. You don't know, those fishermen, if they caught Musa and Al-Khadr, they would have killed them, right? And Allah subhanahu has another plan for them. So always put your trust in Allah subhanahu when you make the dua. The Prophet said, Ask Allah, ask Him, make dua. But you need to make dua when you're certain, you're sure that Allah will accept your dua. So may Allah accept our dua, Ya Rabbi. Where do we learn this from? Al Khushu'a, in the prayer. Being humble, connecting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now we need to be, connect ourselves. The best thing that Allah subhanahu that you would connect yourself to Allah subhanahu through is prayer. Prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That everybody in the day of judgment, everybody will flee from his family, his brothers and sisters, and his Relatives, everybody will be will say like my myself, myself, myself. And Allah Subhanahu wa says, everybody will be doomed except those who pray and those who maintain their prayers. May Allah Subhanahu make us one thing We recited in Maghrib prayer from Surah Ibrahim. When we recite the story of Ibrahim, I said, he says, "Rabbana inni askantu min It's just reflect upon the ayah. Allah says that Ibrahim said, Oh my Lord, I have located my family. I have put my family in the middle of the desert. Barren land. Nothing. No food. No water. Nothing. And that's his family. Now think about yourself. 
if you have a command now from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go ahead and put your family in the desert. We will think twice, right? Go ahead and, you know, go through this test. You'll be in the fire. We can't take that. Ibrahim A.S. was in the fire. But what is remarkable here, Ibrahim A.S. put his family in the desert. He did not worry about them finding a food first. He did not worry about them talk or like getting killed, for example. Die of hunger. He did not worry about this. But what he worried about, he said, Rabbana, the first thing he said, what? إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَاتِ بُوَالِ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرَعْ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ رَبَّنَا What is the next one? لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ For them to establish the prayer. So what is number one thing that he worried about? Pray. Because he understood. If somebody eats and drinks, and he's not praying, what kind of life it is? He's not going to be saved. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Save us all, Ya Rabbi Allah said, He said, رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Send them some good people with good hearts. And then he said, And give them some fruit. In the end. Not in the beginning. You understand what I'm saying? So in the beginning, he did not say, Give them fruit so they, they may live and they pray. No, he didn't say that. He said, give them, make, make it easy for them to pray. Give them the food so they pray. The food is a reason for you to stand up. It's enough for you to eat some few morsels that make you upstanding, that make you strong to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just eat for the sake of eating. You have the even you would be rewarded for that. If you eat and you have the intention that you're eating to pray, to be able to pray, you're eating to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You sleep, even when you sleep, you have the intention that you sleep to worship Allah, to get up for fajr. You sleep to get up early to pray night of prayer, to be able to pray taraweeh prayer. You have that intention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for that. The man who came to the Prophet and came to the Sahaba, he used to come walking all the way, all the, all the year, like all the time. He lives far. And the Sahaba, they told him, Why don't you take just a donkey? So you use it, you use it, and you come to the masjid and you go back home. Why don't you get a donkey? They told him that he said, like, I don't need it. Inni I anticipate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward me for coming to the masjid and will reward me for going back from the masjid. Do you know that you will be rewarded for going back right now after your prayer Asha, inshaAllah? And you go home, you will be rewarded also for your going home. The Prophet when he was asking about that, the Sahaba, did not, they were not sure about that. He said, let's ask the Prophet So the Prophet told him, Allah has given you all of these things, all of this reward. Reward of coming to the masjid, and the reward of what? Going back from the masjid. So that's the intention. So here, going back to what we need to do to connect ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions. <coughs> Next. The Prophet ﷺ, he saw, we know the hadith of Al-Musid Salat. The person who did not pray well, who came to the Prophet ﷺ, he is praying, and he is doing it like so fast, so quick, that the Prophet ﷺ told him, go ahead and redo the prayer. He did it. And then he came for the second time. The Prophet ﷺ, go ahead and redo your prayer. Third time, the Prophet go ahead and read. I said, Umar said, I don't, I don't know any better. Teach me. Then he told them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when you stand to pray, you have to be tranquil and serene. You have to prepare yourself. Make wudu. And you know what? In the wudu itself, there is reward. You have the intention that in the, reward, in the wudu itself, there is a reward. You will be rewarded for that. You'll, every drop of water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you for that. In the world. And after that, you go and pray. Then you stand. The Prophet taught him how to stand, how to make ruku'ah. Then you need to be 
to make rukur and you're sure that you're in rukur and you feel it and then you stand up and you feel it and then you make sujood and you feel it don't just just do it like uh, the automatic movements like up and down up and down up and down it's not going to be a prayer you don't feel it but how can i enjoy the prayer if i do it like this i need to enjoy it in ramadan i need to get the best out of taraweeh the best out of this ramadan I need to do things that make, make, make like this Ramadan the best Ramadan ever in my life. This is my intention this year, inshallah. Say inshallah. This is my intention this year. I need to have the best Ramadan. I don't know if I'm going to live next year or not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a longer life in worshiping Him, Ya Rabbi Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you never know when or where you're going to die. We have to prepare. I'amal li akhiratik ka'annaka tamudhuat. Like Ibn Abbas used to say, work for your dunya as you live forever, and work for the akhirah, prepare for the akhirah as you're dying tomorrow. And if you wake up, if you wake up in the morning, don't expect that you live until the evening. And if you get to the evening, don't expect that you live until the morning. That's the attitude of a Muslim. That's the understanding of a Muslim. You're here. To do something, you're here with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're here like a traveler or a wayfarer. The Prophet he told us in the hadith, Kun fi dunya ka'annaka, gharib. Be like a stranger. Live in this land like a stranger. You know what, what the stranger, what the wayfarer, what the traveler do when, I mean, when they pull to the rest area, when you travel on the highway and you pull the rest area? Do you stay there forever? Just, just take. Be in the dunya like this rest area. Remember this. The dunya is just like a rest area. You know, the Prophet told us like, like a person who's traveling and he takes a shade under the tree and then he leaves the tree, the shade and everything and animals. Next. So here we learn that also from Ammar ibn Yasir Ammar ibn Yasir, he prayed one day and he made it short. He made it what? Short. The prayer was light, short. A short recitation and uh, short sujood, short rukur. He made it short. But he did not like, you know, miss anything. It was prayer, but it was short. They came to him. And they said, Ya Abal Yaqulan, Khaffafta Ya Abal Yaqulan. They told him, Ya Abal like, Oh Ammar, what did you do? The prayer was so short, what happened? Then he told them, Hal ra'aytumuni naqastu min hududiha shay'an. Did you see me like, you know, uh, taking away any pillar from the prayer? No, I prayed. And I did the ruku' and sujood, but it was light, it was short. He said, this is the point here. I realized that the shaitan is going to come to me, the shaitan is going to whisper to me, is going to talk to me, make me distracted. So I wanted to overcome my shaitan and I, that's the reason I made it short. Which means sometimes if you don't feel that you're concentrating, you need to make it quick. And then you pray when you feel you want to pray. Um Salama, she had a rope in the masjid. She had what? Rope in the masjid. The Prophet saw this rope was like, who this belong to? They told him that's for Um Salama when she gets lazy in the prayer or she gets like tired in the prayer. She holds it and she continues the prayer. The Prophet said like that, remove it. Take it away. You only pray when you feel you want to do it. You can do it. We're talking about the nafli prayer. For the prayer, there is time. You have to do it. You have to be in time. Prayer has time. But now we're talking about nafli prayer. She used to use the rope just to pray and to continue the prayer when she gets tired. That's, that's a point for us here. In the month of Ramadan, we need to prepare ourselves for Taraweeh. But don't say that, you know, I heard the Shia saying, if you feel tired, don't pray. So I'm not going to pray Taraweeh because I feel tired today. That's not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you prepare yourself ahead. Maybe you take a nap during the day. Maybe you eat less. 
Talk less. Like four lessons we had is in the time said like eat less, less talk, less eating, less interacting with people, less sleeping. Less all of these things will help you to pray and concentrate in the prayer. So here Ammar ibn Yasir he said, and I heard the Prophet saying, he said, I heard the Prophet saying, Let's translate that. Ammar ibn Yasir said what? I found out that the shaitan is going to distract me, whisper to me, so I made it what? Quick, short. He didn't miss anything. And then he said, I heard the Prophet saying, people, there will be a pe people that will pray and the prayer will not be accepted. The prayer will not be accepted. Not even one third of the prayer, not even one fifth of the prayer, not even one tenth of the prayer will be accepted. That the Prophet said. And then he said, that you will only be rewarded for what you understand from your prayer. Like let's say you prayed Maghrib prayer, but your brain was all over. Your brain was all over. Would you be rewarded for that? What about the prayer? Is it valid? Would be accepted? Valid prayer? Or you do have you have to redo it? You don't have to do redo it. If the prayer is valid itself. But you're not getting the reward. You're not getting the full reward. You need to focus to get the full reward. The prayer, you don't have to re redo it. But you need to learn how to get that khushu'ah. How to earn that khushu'ah, concentration, to, to be connected to Allah. That is the main topic, connecting ourselves in Ramadan. How would you connect yourself if you don't connect yourself in the most important thing, which is the prayer? Like if you don't connect yourself in the prayers, you can't connect yourself in any other thing. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the Quran and He commanded us directly, maintain your prayers. Then what is khushu'ah? Let's define khushu'ah in a different way. We said to stay still and stationary, focused. You concentrate. You know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you. You're before Allah There's another definition for the khushu'a. Is something that makes your prayer easy. Let's say that again. What is khushu'a? Something that makes your prayer what? Easy. You want your prayer to be easy? Go ahead and earn khushu'a. Learn khushu'a. It's hard. But for those who have khushu, no, no, alhamdulillah, it's very easy. That's why, alhamdulillah, I see some people, they love to come, it's easy. They love to be in the masjid. Allah subhanahu make us wonder people of the masjid. Because the Prophet said, give the good news. Give the good news to those who walk to the masjid in darkness. Give them the good news and the glad tidings. They will see the full light, complete light on the day of judgment. Give them the news. And we share the news. We don't just share bad news, we share good news as well, right? The Prophet give them the good news. They will be saved. They will see complete light on the day of judgment. That's from the Prophet We hear a lot of stories. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the hypocrites in the Quran. You don't want to be one of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from being hypocrite. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about them. He says, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا when they stand up to pray, they are lazy. They drag their feet. You don't want to do it. They feel like, you know, we don't want to do it. It's just to do it quick. I want to go home. Do it quick. I want to sleep. You don't want to be one of those people. Alhamdulillah, we're far away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from being hypocrites. We learn from the Sahaba of Rasulullah. Abad ibn Bishr, he was in one of the expeditions 
the other way, the battles. And it was his turn to stand and watch the camp. Like they, turn, they take turns. When his turn came, and his, his friend was with him, he went to sleep. And Abad ibn Mishra went to stand and to be like the guardian at that time. Abad ibn Mishra, he, he, he found himself like by himself and he has time. You know, it's a nice time at night. It's a beautiful time to pray. So he started praying. He started what? Praying. He goes like up and down the sides Quran, enjoying the prayer. And a man, another one, he saw him. He thought he's somebody coming to them from outside. So he threw an arrow at him to kill him. He didn't fall. He didn't what? He didn't fall. The second arrow, he didn't fall. The third arrow, he couldn't take it. He couldn't bear it, so he fell. So they found out that he's bad. His friend came up like, what happened? He said, why, why didn't you wake me up? He told him, why didn't you wake me, you wake me up? He said, listen to this. I was praying. I was in the prayer. Like he was so focused and concentrating that he did not want to cut the prayer even though the air is being you know, thrown into him. Even though he's going to be killed. SubhanAllah, he felt that he needs to continue the prayer. He enjoyed it. That's Habal. We know a lot of other people. Abdullah ibn Subayr, when Al-Hajjaj came to invade Medina, Mecca, after the, the Prophet Sallallahu maybe after 70, 73 Hijri, he came to Medina, Abdullah ibn Subayr, he was praying in the, in the Kaaba, around the Kaaba. He was praying, people left him, Abdullah ibn Zubayr, even though the rocks are being, you know, are flying everywhere, and he's trying to this al-Hajjaj with his soldiers and his army, they're throwing rocks everywhere, and then Abdullah ibn Zubayr, he's praying, he did not move. He did not move. He said, I was in prayer, and he was killed, radiallahu anhu, as shaheed, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala visit us with him, ya Rabbi we know other people, other Salaf. Sulaiman ibn Yasar, when he was inside the masjid and the masjid collapsed, and they were like, everybody ran outside. Something happened, something similar happened to Hatim al Asam. So Sulaiman, he was inside the masjid, everybody ran out because the masjid is collapsing, it's falling apart, and everybody will die. Sulaiman, he didn't move. You go anywhere. This is not something that's subhanAllah. That yeah, many people understand. But here the khushu'ah made him continue the prayer. They asked him, why? Why he was, Ibn kuntu fi salah? I was praying. That's how they understood the salah. That's how they enjoyed the salah. That's how they connected themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that they, they just pray for the sake of prayer. If they pray just for prayer and just to, to, to check, and that's it, and the five daily prayers, and that's it, they, he would have just you know, run. You would have just left the masjid. And he said, Inni kuntu fi salah. Hatim al-Asan, similar, similar just, uh, situation. He was, he was asked about that. He was in the masjid, and the masjid collapsed. The masjid and all the posts in the masjid collapsed. And everybody ran outside, and he stayed inside. And they were looking for him. Where is he? Where is he? They found him inside. Then they asked him a question. They they asked him, like, why do you stay inside? He said, I was praying, I was praying. And I was khasha, and I had khushu'ah on the salah. Then they asked him the question, what kind of khushu'ah this? كيف تخشعوا في صلاتك? How would you make khushu'ah? How would you do the khushu'ah on the salah? He said, listen to this. إني إذا أردت أن أصلي وسمعت نداء ربي When I want to pray, I hear the adhan, the call of my Lord. And he mentioned, this is beautiful. When I hear the call of, the call of what? My Lord. So the prayer is the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Lord. When I hear the call of my Lord, I make wudu. 
من قدوم and then ثم أقبلت على مصلاي and then I go I pray in the spot that I pray in the masjid at home anywhere I go and stand and pray ثم ذهب يعني إلى المسجد he goes to the masjid فأكبر في تحقيق وأقرأ بترتيل and I make takbir with all kind of tranquility and serenity and tumadina peace I make takbir I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is I'm before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I make takbir فأقبلت وأقرأ بترتيل and then I recite with tartil because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وردتل القرآن Tartila. I recite with tartil, beautiful recitation. I try to. That's why when you pray behind somebody who's got a good voice, mashallah, you have great communion, great reciters, mashallah. Here, Allah bless you all, your Ameen. When you pray behind somebody who's got a good voice, you focus, you concentrate more. It is because the told go ahead and make adhan. You have better voice. You have what? Better voice. He said, I go. And I just recite with tartib. وَأَرْكَعُ فِي خُضُوعِ وَأَسْجُدُ فِي خُشُوعِ And I make ruku' humbling myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not just ruku' and bow down and that's it. No, no, no. He remembered that he's doing that for Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to do that. So he does it out of humility, out of humbleness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. خشوع الخضوع فأركع في خشوع I make ركوع with خضوع humiliation humbleness to Allah استسلام submit and surrender myself to Allah سبحانه وتعالى and then I make sujood the same thing في خشوع I have خشوع when I do sujood and Allah سبحانه وتعالى says you are the closest to Allah سبحانه وتعالى when you make sujood connect yourself to Allah so many things that you can do in the prayer to connect yourself to Allah in the sujood you make the dua the dua connects you to Allah سبحانه وتعالى with Allah سبحانه وتعالى and then he said وَأَسْجُدُ فِي خُشُوعِ وَأَتَشَهَدُ فِي يَقِينِ وَأَجْلِسُ فِي طُمَنِينَ I make تشهد, I make جلوس, and I said, and I, everything with يقين, with خُشُوعِ and I try to perfect my prayer. ثُمَّ and then he said, وَأَتَصَوَّرُ أَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ عَنْ يَمِينَ Remember this for you to do it. If you do it, Allah subhanahu will help you get خُشُوعِ inshaAllah. Allah subhanahu help us all, Ya Rabbi Ameen. You have خُشُوعِ in the prayer. He said, وَأَتَصَوَّرُ أَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ عَنْ يَمِينَ and I imagine that Al-Jannah, the paradise, the heaven, is in my right hand. It's by my right hand. I see, I could see, I visualize, I imagine that the Jannah is in my right hand. And I see the hell in my right, my left side. And I see the Kaaba, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in front of me. And I see the angel of death behind me coming to take me. He visualized this. He, he imagined this. We need to do that as well. Try it. Al Jannah, your right hand. The hell, left hand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala us from the hell, Ya Rabbi Al Kaaba, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then from behind, somebody is trying to get you. Who is this? Angel of death. You will be there. Everybody will be back to Allah. This is a reality, a fact that nobody can deny. It is proven. And you can deny anything. But this is one thing that no one on the face of the earth can deny. That you will be back to Allah. It says, and I imagine that the bridge of Sirat, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy to pass the Sirat, Ya Rabbi Sirat from underneath. I see that. And then in the end, listen to this. ثُمَّ لَا أَدْرِي بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ أَقُبِلَتْ صَلَاةِ أَنْ رُدَّتْ عَلَيْهِ Then after all of this, I don't even guarantee that my Salah is accepted. Let's say that again. After all of this, I don't even guarantee that my Salah is Accepted. He doesn't know if Salah is accepted or not. It's Allah. He does all of this. How much of these do we do? We do? <coughs> then we need to fix it. We need to do something about this. 
If you pray well, Allah subhanahu says, But he didn't say pray. He said establish the prayer. Prayer, why do you have five times a day? For yourself to unplug. You're distracted. You should be enjoying the prayer. They talk now about praying, about meditation, like, you know, new things. They talk about meditation. They say, you know what, we should do prayers for meditation. You don't even believe. But they say what? We should do prayers for meditation. So Alhamdulillah, we have that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, establish your prayer. Because once you establish your prayers, the salah will command you to order, to, will stop you from committing sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us all the other man. What time is that? Sure? 45, so the salah will stop you from committing sins, provided that you perfect it, provided that you have that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Hurairah, he saw somebody playing with his beard in the prayer. He saw somebody playing with what? His beard in the prayer. And then he said, If his heart has khushur, his jawar, his joints, his hands would have been khasha as well. Would have khushur as well. You need to start the khushur from the heart. Istahdir qalbak. Get your heart ready to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the Prophet before the prayer. He used to tell Bilal, what is it that he used to say to Bilal before the prayer? Arihna biha, ya Bilal. Bring us comfort. Oh Bilal, bring us comfort. By doing the iqama. We don't want to be comfortable. We want to be peaceful. We want to be serene and tranquil. That's where they found it, subhanAllah. We need to do the same thing, we need to feel it. Once we feel it, we will enjoy it at the end of life. You will never be able to miss a prayer because you enjoy it. That's your cure, subhanAllah. Because Allah tells us the Quran is cured, right? Guidance is cured, the prayer is cured. Anything that makes you closer to Allah, that connects you to Allah subhanAllah, is a cure for you. So here the Prophet tells us, Bring us comfort. Bring us the peace and tranquility. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also told us, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Seek help in sabr, in patience. Seek help in the prayer. And we know that the Prophet whenever he prayed, whenever something bothered him, something happened to him, hardship happens to him, used to do what? Rush to pray. He rushed to pray. Whenever he's you know, distressed with something, he would rush to pray. Remember what happened to him when he went to Al-Ta'if. And then he came back and people did not accept his da'wah and people hurt him. They sent the thugs of the city, the children of the city to throw pebbles in him And he was bleeding And then he went back home, he could hardly enter town. And he had to find somebody to help, help him enter town again. And the first thing he did was what? Was what? Prayers. He prayed. And during his prayer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him the, the jinn to listen to the Qur'an. وَإِذْ صَرَفْنَا إِلَيْكَ نَفَرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ يَسْتَمِعُونَ Quran. As if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him, you know what? If, if, even if all people abandoned you, they denied you, we will send the jinn to believe in you. وَأَنَّ مِنَّ الْمُسْلِمُونَ وَمِنَّ الْقَاسِطُونَ have Muslims of the jinn, non-Muslims of the jinn. So Allah subhanahu wa even the Prophet whenever anything distressed him, anything bothered him, he would rush to pray. Seek help in the prayer. Here the cure. Allah subhanahu wa tells us about the cure. So we need to take that strongly. The next thing we have inshallah, we will share together, al-khushu'ah, fussalah, we have, inshallah, in this program, things to do before the prayer. We will have this, we take steps, inshallah. It's not like, you know, we, we talk, we will practice that. We will, we will see it, inshallah. Things to do before the prayer, things to do during the prayer, 
things to do after the prayer for you, inshallah, to get the best of the prayer and to have this khushu'ah, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those who have khushu'ah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all, ya Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward us all. Inshallah, if we have time, we'll continue after the prayer. I'll continue tomorrow, inshallah, to cover the entire uh, subject matter, inshallah. And we want to be like after this program, inshallah, we want to be able to pray with khushu'ah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us, ya Alameen. Just have the intention, make it the intention, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for you. Aqulu qawiyya hadha astaghfirullah so, as we always say, we may just make the intention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy, inshallah. Uh, some brothers requested the recitation, inshallah. We do recite for you, inshallah. Uh, recitation, the Egyptian way, inshallah. Mm -hmm. Which is the old way. So I hope that, inshallah, will be like a change, inshallah. Uh, also, I want to emphasize or talk about something that we mentioned in the khutbah, the middle of Sha'ban. The middle of Sha'ban. Because some people, they belittle that. They think it's okay just live in the middle of Sha'ban and deal with the middle of Sha'ban like a normal day. It's not a normal day. It's a night that Allah will look upon each and every one. And He will forgive everyone, as we said. Uh, he mentioned that the, the best night right after the night of Al-Qadr let's say that again the best night after the night of Al-Qadr is the middle of Shabbat let's say that again who said that? the best night after the night of Al-Qadr is what? The middle of Sha'ban. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive everyone. You want to be one of those people who are forgiven. So don't, say, don't say that, you know what, the, day, the middle of Sha'ban is just a normal day. I will live my day. There is nothing special that I can do. But, you know, whatever you can do, do it. Whatever you can do, do it. You might have a lot of hadith that talk about the night of the middle of Sha'ban. You say like the other ahadith, weak narrations, but weak narration does not mean that we just rejected all. You see what I'm saying? The weak narration, if the weak narration is telling me to do good things, I need to do it. I need to observe that. So you can fast, siyam. You can pray a night prayer. You can give salah. You can do whatever you want. But there's nothing that you know special that we can tell you to do, but all the good deeds in your life, you need to do as much as you can in the middle of Sha'bah. This is a reminder. Because lately, we're getting some people who say, like, okay, in the middle of Sha'bah, no, 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 there's nothing, nothing special. How would you say that Allah Subh'ala and the Prophet tells us that Allah Subh'ala looks upon His creation? Like, what else would you want? What else would you want if the, if the Sahaba, if the Tabi'een from Syria after the the time of the Prophet and somebody else, they used to deal with the night of the middle of Sha'ban. They used to glorify this the looks strongly with strength, power. You, know, you need to have, you know, power. When, you, when it comes to the religion, you just be very strict. I need to practice my religion. I need to observe everything that might draw me closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make make it easy for each and every one of us, inshallah, to do whatever we can afford in this night, inshallah, which is the night of the man of Shabbat. Prepare, as we said, it prepares you for Ramadan. That's amazing how the Prophet prepares your heart, like, you know what, fix it. Like in the hadith, the other hadith of the Prophet tells us about uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Your deeds, your actions will be also lifted and raised up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Mondays and Thursdays. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive everyone except two people. Except two people. Two people who have quarrels, who have 
you know, issues with each other, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Unduru hadaini, andiru hadaini hatta yastariha. Let them wait, hold them until they reconcile. Can you imagine that? That you're not being accepted until you reconcile the problem. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not that we're forcing you to do something that you don't like to do it. If you're, if you're mawloom, you're wrong, that's something else. If you're oppressed, that's something else. You can't take that out of your heart. You can make dua, that's something else. But we're talking about the slight differences, and especially when it comes to the relatives and the family and the parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to maintain the ties of kinship. And He said, And He forbid us to cut the ties of uh, kinship. We cannot just say, like, you know what? I don't talk to my mom, I don't talk to my brother, I don't talk to them because of this, because of this. It's all dunya, subhanAllah, that. Uh, people, the magicians, when they came to Fir'aun, when they came to Fir'aun and Musa salam, you know the story. And in the end they said what? They, they left Fir'aun and said, we believe. We believe in the Lord of the worlds. And then they said something that is amazing to Surah Taha. فَقَضِنَا أَنْتَ قَالُوا لَنُؤْثِرَكَ عَلَى مَا جَاءَنَا مِنَ الْبَيْنَاتِ وَالَّذِي فَطَرَنَا do whatever you want. You will kill us. He said, He told them, I'll crucify you. I'll kill you. I'll tie you in the trees. I'll do whatever I can. I'll, I'll do everything. And then they said, You know what? We're not going to prefer you over, you know, to Allah over something else that Allah has given us. With this message, clear message from Allah, we're not going to you know, obey you at the expense of Allah. We're not going to do that. Do whatever you want. And then they said, Whatever you do, it's just dunya. Whatever killing us, dunya. You're gonna crucify us, dunya. You're gonna punish us, dunya. It's just the word. So you need to deal with the dunya like this. So dunya, Nothing that happens to you on earth, nothing that places without the will of everything is with the permission and the will of Allah subhanahu wa Everything Allah subhanahu wa has written for you. Allah says, And if you believe, your qalb, your heart will be guided, inshallah. May Allah guide us all the other This is a quick reminder. That's to do with the middle of Sha'ban, inshallah. We need to take it strongly, inshallah. Go ahead, please. Uh, you know the sound of the Friday, so it's okay if somebody fasts on Friday or better to fast on Friday. Yeah, it's okay to fast, and it's better to join with with Thursday, because today is, is Sunnah anyway. So we encourage everyone to fast in Sha'ban. In Sha'ban, the Sunnah of the Prophet used to fast. Aisha was asked about the month of Sha'ban. Like, he's like, what's so special? She said, I have never seen the Prophet completing the fasting of a month, except the month of Ramadan. And the very next month, that was after the month that the Prophet used to fast the most was the month of Sha'ban. So fasting in the month of Sha'ban is recommended anyway. So Monday and Thursday, don't, don't miss that inshallah in Sha'ban. And also the 13th, 14th, and 15th, inshallah. And the, this is another sunnah. So you're combining a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? If you fast Thursday and it's also the 14th, and that's a lot of things, right? And then you add the 15, and also it's the middle of Sha'ban. It's a lot of blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So take that and remember the Prophet said, whoever fasts one day for the sake of Allah, Allah will put the distance between him and the hell of 70 seasons. 70 khareem, subhanAllah. You don't want to miss that. So inshallah, let's intend, inshallah, have the intention. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for us. The program, inshallah, will continue. It's, uh, uh, inshallah, we'll continue tomorrow. But here, I just want to mention some of you yesterday heard in the uh, prayer. We're talking about khushu, right? You want to have khushu in, in Ramadan, in Taraweeh. You want to have khushu and pray the best prayer, inshallah. All the prayer, not only in Taraweeh. You want to have the best prayer, the best Ramadan, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the Quran. Allah says, What if we send the Quran down to the ulama out there? Had we sent, had we sent the Quran down on the mountain, we would have seen the mountain humbling itself to Allah What about us? That's the mountain. What about us? It tells us here that khushu' Allah made it like something that is beloved to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
something that he loves, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He loves that you should be khasha. That every, all his creation should be khasha. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, khushu' something good, and the mountain will, will be khasha. What about you? The jinn listen to the Quran. What about you? What about us? If that's the jinn, then the case with the jinn, then the case with other creation of Allah. Nothing but makes tasbih to Allah Everything makes tasbih. What about us? We need to keep that strongly. Alhamdulillah, we're now in the masjid. Allah will surround us with angels. Allah will send down the rahmah and the sakina. You, you can tell you have sakina now, right? Your sakina means tranquility, the serenity, the peace in the heart. You can tell you have it now. Alhamdulillah, Allah makes it easy for you to come to the masjid. Makes it easy for you to pray. Uh, yes, we have problems outside, but Allah will take care of it. May Allah make it easy for each and every one of us, inshaAllah. So that's at least. If you get there, inshallah, you will be good, inshallah. That's the intention. It's not that you just uh, you stay for an hour, two hours, and listen, listen to something. It is the intention to be forgiven, inshallah. May Allah forgive us all. Allahumma ameen. Allah says, وَيَخِرُّونَ لِلْأَلْقَانِ يَبْكُونَ وَيَزِيدُهُمْ خُشُوعًا وَيَزِيدُهُمْ خُشُوعًا Allah says when they pray, they go down on their chins, and, and then Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the, the, their khushu'a increases. They, they go down their beards like uh, close to Allah, too close to the floor, and they make sujood, and the khushu'a increases. The khushu'a what? Increases. We need to increase the khushu'a, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. So things to do before the prayer, I think today or tomorrow, inshallah, we'll do it tomorrow to, to complete the program, inshallah. We have things to do before the prayer. This is practical things. Practical things. It's not something that you know we just say, we need to put it into action now. Now we heard it, we need to put that into action. Like what is it that you need to do before? What is it that you need to do in the middle during the prayer? What is it that you need to do after the prayer, inshallah? We finish this program, inshallah, and we start changing our uh, way of praying, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. All your Rabbi may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and forgive all of our sins. And inshallah we'll end with uh, recitation of the Quran as uh, some of the brothers requested inshallah so I will start inshallah